trending news right now. At six minutes past four, let's welcome uh, co- social commentator Ade Kunle Owalabi joining us from the UAE. How are you today, Ade? Hi, Asanda. Morning. Um, I'm doing okay. And yourself? I'm good. Thank you so much. You know, yesterday, or was it uh, two days ago, I was thinking, am I supposed to be nicknaming you Ade or Kunle? Because I know there's so many Ades also with a different uh, name. <laughs> so what is your nickname, actually? Am I saying it correctly when I say Ade? Or are you accepting Ade? Or should I say Kunle? You're actually saying it correctly uh, very well. That actually is pronounced. And some people choose Ade, some people choose Kunle, and and some even call me Depitenpa. Oh, okay. The name as well. It's actually quite interesting. I just um, answer to whichever everyone picks. So you can you can choose from them. Okay, no, I choose yeah. Ade because Ade also starts with A and Asa starts with A. So there we go. <laughs> it matches us. Oh, oh. great. Okay, I'll, I'll take that. <laughs> All right. Uh, yeah, let's start on a very gloom note, I think. Let's start with the ugly and go maybe with the more positive stories. Uh, hashtag KZN floods. Of course, we're going to be talking about this uh, for some time. There's quite a big devastation happening over there, uh, and the story continues to trend. So uh, we now, well, it was confirmed that 259 people had died. We know now the figure has gone up to 306, according to the KZN Department of cooperative governance and traditional affairs. I don't know if you've seen some of the footage, Ade, from there in the UAE in terms of what's been happening. Uh, yes, Asanda, we've we've been following the, the story uh, closely, and it's, it's quite um, um, catastrophic and and really sad stories and footages and pictures we've seen homes being washed away and people's lives. Yeah, I think it got cut off there, Ade. Uh, so we're talking to Ade Kunle Owolabi in our trending news, looking at what's happened in uh, social media in the last uh, 24 hours. He's joining us from the United Arab Emirates. We're going to try and get a hold of him again. Ade, are you there? All right, let's try call Ade again and uh, just take a short break. Ade Kunle talking our uh, what's happened in social media in the last 24 hours. That's our trending topics, our social commentator. Just back on the line there. We got cut off a little bit. Uh, continue then, please, on that note then, uh, Ade, in terms of what you've seen footage-wise on the KZN floods. Oh, yes, Asanda. This is, this is something that we've been following and, and knowing that the, the death toll keeps uh, rising and we also expect the numbers to keep uh, rising as... Um, we they, we learned that there are still um, rescuers are still trying to find people that are trapped or trying to see if there would be any report as well. And I mean, the president visited Kizadeh and he has also shared his sympathy and he's been even went on a on a chopper to you know to review to see what actually the extent of this uh, damage. And it's quite a very um, sad Easter, I would say, and because, and also, we, I'm not even sure how the families are actually coping with the with the losses of their loved ones. And we, we, I, I mean, I can say more than just sympathize with them. And it is really, really sad and hectic. And we also learned um, that there would be. Ade, I'm losing you a little bit. Uh, of, uh, I'm losing you uh, audio-wise a bit, Ade. You sound a bit um, uh, far away from your your mouthpiece. And uh, we we also 
saw that there would be um, more rain forecast uh, for for Canadian as well, and that's I just hope that um, you don't. I don't even like. I don't. It's quite an emotional thing for us, and trying to understand how the family are coping with with all of this. It is. It is quite hectic. Um, yeah. It's, it's very hectic because, I mean, just uh, last year there was unrest in July there. 50 billion rand estimated in damages. And this time around, uh, there are, uh, you know, still uh, counting, I guess, tallying up in terms of how much the damage will be. But it, it seems it's going to be in the billions. So coming from one thing to another there in KZN, a chemical spill as well from a chemical warehouse there that's overflowed into the Umtlanga River. And this particular warehouse was looted also during the unrest so that is, you know, obviously something that's, you know, uh, counted in terms of the devastation of what's happening in that province. Yes, Asanda, I saw that as well. It's something that, you know, because now maybe I'm not even sure how they're going to pull resources through because we've seen um, relevant government agencies asking everyone to, to, to actually exercise some patience as all hands are on deck and they're trying to attend to one situation after another and even there was also a story of crocodiles being washed into the the river as well. And it's it's just you know it's it's all just um, shocking and 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 sad and 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 not even sure where are they going to you know recover from all of this and you know and uh, the gift of the givers are also on the ground and trying to f- provide some humanitarian support as well. So. Um, everyone is rewatching, and the world has is actually um, saw some tweets online about, about um, just um, sending their goodwill messages to South Africa at this point in time, and um, uh, we can just um, you know pray for the for the for the people that have lost uh, their loved ones and console them, and while businesses try to see how they can recover from these and and, and all of all of that. So uh, in terms of that then, because we need to do that exactly, look forward in terms of what can be done now. Relief efforts have come forward uh, in terms of different NGOs. Gift of the Givers also having started their drive there, doing some great work. Uh, There was a listener as well, uh, Owen, who, you know, has been one of those champions in South Africa as an individual gathering support from as many people as he can to try and, and assist robin hood foundation also the angel network as well as an ngo uh assisting uh, assisting this so that's great to know yeah it, it, it is really you know great to know and, and and knowing that um there's just that thing you know that, that is so unique to, of course to to everyone and also but in south africa that ubuntu spirit is still very much there mm-hmm. and that we can see all those agencies rising up to to, to offer one help after another and, and trying to see where they can actually be able to, to assist in this um, um, very um, uh, try, trying time for for not just for Kizidane as, 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 a, as a province, but for, for, for as a nation, you know. Mm. We all share their pain. We all, all share this, uh, uh, carrying this burden together with them. Yeah, the SANDF also having been called to assist in relief efforts on the side of uh, a government. Electricity and water is resumed in some areas, not everywhere, but also ESCOM saying that they won't have power cuts there, so they won't roll out power cuts there. I think that is <laughs> that is uh, welcomed, but also kind of like uh, ESCOM. Obviously, you can't you can't do power cuts there. No load uh, shedding yeah, for KZN. I saw it, no load shedding for them. I think it's, it's, it's actually quite um, um, 
uh, I, I would say is needed because they need to they need this they need the power to to be able to get things going to to get things uh, working out and um it is a um, good call from ESCOM on that and, and all necessary um, relevant um, agencies as well working behind the scenes and ensuring that um, help uh, is uh, provided for, for everyone uh, that needs it in the region. The reports are attributing part of the disaster to years of underspending on repairs and maintenance of city infrastructure as well as plastic pollution that's been blocking uh, drainage systems. So as analysis continues, what else do you think will come up in terms of the, resu- uh, the reasons behind the devastation we are seeing? Yes. Um, um, we, I, because one of the things that we found is that um, people are blaming the poor drainage systems and even houses that are built on low-lying areas regarding these. Of course, um, um, Dublin uh, Mayor and Policy Kaunda denied that uh, poor drainage needs to be blamed, and 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 also he refuted saying that the the scale of the flood was unexpected. And I think, of course, we would want to know the. Uh, I'm not entirely sure how soon or how quick the report would uh, would be uh, released. But of course, we would like to know uh, what actually. Could, could be this being prevented, you know, and um, all sort of things. And uh, the point is not to get people lose their jobs. We would like people to be honest with, with, um, with, the, with the response, so that we can prevent this from happening. Lives have been lost, and and amongst other things. And um, I think this is also not just we want to uh, point hands at people, but we need to be able to prevent this from happening again. Mm, absolutely. As you are saying, I think Robert in Greytown is echoing your sentiment, saying that uh, Asanda, the floods in KZN must be a wake-up call for government. When will black people live dignified lives when they are building shacks on riverbanks for them to be destroyed by rain every year? Government must prioritize land reform programs and give people a better life they promised. On that part of every year, I mean, it's uh, reported as back far back as 2018, and 2019 is when uh, about, I think, 70 people had lost their lives in in, in floods there. So this has been something that's been recurring, as you are saying, and Robert in Greytown is saying the same thing. Your thoughts there on uh, the government must prioritize land reform programs? I think, I mean, um, having the president visiting the, the place, and I think quite a little, I'm not entirely sure what might be going on in his mind. And I think it is now the time for government to be proactive and be able to see how people are living, especially the poorest of the poorest in, in, in our community, seeing the stack of homes lined up on the hills, low-lying areas, as we've seen on, the, on the, in, the, in this situation, government needs to be able to look at how to prioritize housing, lands, and and get people to have a, a, a you know a dignified homes as they promised in elections. Of course, you know whatever it is that could be the delay. I think this is beyond the wake up call, and I would keep emphasizing that lives that were lost could have been prevented if we. Have been uh, if we have a proactive government. Of course, this is a disaster that was not predicted. But um, knowing the situations that were the circumstances around it, it could have been prevented if people were uh, homes were actually in in areas that, uh, 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 if I would say, uh, um, uh, proof from uh, from having flood, you know, something of that nature. So 
government, I'm sure they, they can they get the call. And there's quite a lot of tweets um, regarding this, trying to uh, blame the government. Actually, the drainage people were calling on to that. But mm-hmm. I think it's beyond the drainage right now. The water is was, was massive. It was a massive flood. Yeah. Uh, all right, let's talk uh, 28-year-old Orlando Pirates defender, Paseka Mako. Uh, there's uh, well-wishers that are streaming in for him after he's uh, collided with his teammate, Richard Ofori, and he was struck in the face. Yes, um, I'm an Orlando Pirates fan, and it was a quite sad starting to see. And um, also, we, we, we happy that um, there's been like a, um, a response from Orlando Parrot letting us understanding that um, he's now recovering and 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 uh, we we just have to wish him a speedy recovery. There's no sign of um, skull fracture or, or brain um, um, hemorrhage or any um, anything to be worried about. And of course, he's the, he will be continuously to be assessed and, and they would keep us updated. It was quite a, an unfortunate thing and. Of course, this didn't happen, but it was, we were really worried and, and concerned for, for the young player. And then hopefully he, he can uh, recover quickly. Uh, speed recovery messages have been going on and on, on. And I think the, the response was uh, actually calmed the situation. People were actually not sure what, how bad it was mm. for him. Well, uh, that's good that he's in a stable condition then and there's no brain hemorrhage. Of course, it's not good that this incident happened. Is it likely that he will feature then for more Orlando Pirates uh, this season, games? I, I think knowing that it's, 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 there, no, there was no uh, brain uh, uh, skull um, fracture or anything of that nature, I think I'm, I'm sure he would definitely be able to, to play for the rest of the season. And um, of course, we would, uh, it will be up to the doctor to let us know um, if the video is going to have more scans or more testing to see if it's fit uh, to, to come back. But I mean, based on the response that was provided, um, we made to understand that um, nothing really too serious. And um, we just uh, we pray and keep our fingers crossed for him to recover quickly so they can, can join his teammates. So some news reports that were calling this a horror head injury. Do you think those were premature? Or can we still say this was a horror head injury now that we know he is stable? Yes, you know, judging from, you know, from the incident, you know, not not knowing the report, that prior to the report, it was really, we, you know, one could have, you know, imagined that it could actually, it could have been, could have been, actually caused, uh, you know, we, we have hope for the worst, not like we wanted it to happen, because based on what had happened and how it was, because it was, it was laying down unconscious and, and all of that, so people were actually just thinking the worst. And uh, we, it was a relief, actually, when we got to know that um, it wasn't as bad as we had expected. And, um, yeah, we, we wouldn't have been able to blame such headlines, you know, and um, because of the state of things. And we're just thinking, you know, it, you know, could, could, it, could it be worse? Could it have a, a skull a fracture and, um, or anything of that nature? Mm. Richard Ofori also, I mean, he was struck on his knee, or his knee struck uh, Pasega's uh, face. Is he okay, his knee? Yes, he's, he's, he's fine. Um, uh, as far as we know, uh, Ofori is, is, is fine, yes. Okay, let's stick then with the topics of uh, football. Let's talk Liverpool now. They've secured their place in the semifinals of the Champions League. 
Yes, uh, last night was a very um, epic, epic time. Um, I would say it was a serious game. Uh, Liverpool having to to draw with Benfica in Anfield, and of course, with the aggregate becoming six to four, Liverpool get to qualify. Yeah, Benfica didn't go out without a fight. It was a it was a, a showdown. I would say six goals in that um in that uh, match at that point it was actually quite interesting game to watch. And and the other guys, uh, the Man City, um Atletico Madrid was was something else I would say. It, it, it was just um I mean knowing how Atletico Madrid were playing in, and they were playing at home in Spain, they also tried to hold back the fourth and I think second half they tried make several attempts to score but it didn't turn out well for them. And it even ended in a brawl, and they had, they were there to be separated. They had to bring Spanish police into the game. And But Manchester City is going through. They are two English teams and two Spanish teams. So Liverpool get to play get to play Villarreal, and Manchester City will get to play Real Madrid. And whoever wins will be going to the final. It's quite interesting game to yeah. watch, Asander. And I guess that brawl could be as a result of the fact that sometimes it's difficult for fans to accept when there is a win based on a draw. Because Liverpool did draw as well with Benfica and also Manchester City drawing with Atletico. Do you think that's why there was the brawl or uh, just people being sour generally? Um, the, you know, interestingly, um, though the two coaches didn't make comments, and and uh, from what I saw, I actually personally watched the game and analyzed the game, and and um, Felipe had actually uh, tackled um, Phil Foden, even though there had been ongoing um, tackle, unfriendly tackling on Phil Foden, who had an head injury in the beginning of the game. He had to have a bandage in his head, so. Felipe had tackled him and he had a, a like a like a tackle kick um, on the folding, which most people did not see. And we have Savage going there to drag him up, thinking he was actually faking the attack, but he was actually kicked. And um, we have uh, Zinchenko running across the Savage, trying to pull him away from his teammates. And what we saw within a few seconds, the team of um, Atletico came running, and team from uh, Manchester City running as well. They even the referee was helpless; he couldn't separate them. And after a while, they called off, and um, um, Felipe got a red card, knowing he had a yellow card earlier on. And the brawl didn't end there. Savage had to pull um, um, Grealish hair, and they had to add another fight in the tunnel. There was a camera that was filming that. So it wasn't really. It wasn't a very, you know, a pleasant thing to watch knowing that we've been preaching fair play in football. It didn't, it didn't go the way that I wanted it to be. Yeah, we had expected that to happen knowing the, the, the tension in the game. Uh, and it, was, mm. it wasn't really a great night to see violence in football in that, in, in that stage. Yeah. All right, it's Easter also starting tomorrow, Easter Friday. It's going to be the start of the Easter weekend. And there are all types of conversations, of course, happening all over. Also Twitter. Uh, from excitement about the long weekend, expectations about sermons and Easter eggs. And talking about sermons, I guess let's not forget the foundation of Easter weekend, because sometimes we may, as it is a, a Christian cultural holiday commemorating the resurrection of Jesus Christ from the dead and what that afforded us as Christians. So on the issue of sermons, then also ZCC, the big church, of course, remains closed for the third time this Easter weekend. There won't be any pilgrimage to Moria this time again. Uh, and they're saying that they had too short of a notice to prepare 
uh, because we know that our president uh, Ramaphosa had made these latest announcements on the easing of restrictions not so long ago. But they're saying they didn't have enough time. What are tweets saying about sermons? What are their expectations? It's, it's, it's quite a lot of mixed uh, re- reaction um, regarding the Easter and and also the. Um, the FCC not hosting the Easter celebration this time around is just something that we may need to get uh, to start. Uh, we're not getting used to it because we know that anyone is usually filled with people traveling towards Moria at this time of the year. And and, and even right now, um, even the um, situation um, that happened in Durban, and normally people will be traveling down to Kizadan to have a Easter celebration that may not be happening, and there's quite a lot of messages. I think Durban flood actually dominated Twitter, and it's been trending, and people just sending messages, sharing videos. There was even a very um, sad video of someone changing onto some, on like a log, and the water just washing the person away. So there's quite a lot of sadness on your messages being passed around, consolation and all of that. So I think this is really going to be a very gloomy Easter, I would say, considering the kind of tweets that we've been seeing on, on, on Twitter. I don't know if it would be insensitive for people to post their lunches, their Easter lunches, you know, those famous pickled fish and all that, and the Easter egg hunts. I mean, with all that's happening in the country, or if we need that to lift our spirits, what are your thoughts there? I think it's I think it's a good thing. At the end of the day, it, it's not. It's we, we need to. Um, I mean, you know, it has to do with the mood that people are in, and um, some might still get to do because today is Thursday. I think we should be expecting more of the Easter eggs lunch and uh, gathering. I think people will still gather. They might be in a sober mood, and but this is still the spirit of Easter is here. And uh, of course, people are going to go to church. They're going to pray. They would do. The, the things they need to do, the Good Friday kind of the cross, um, the rosary and uh, station of the cross and all of that, they would do it. And, and I think uh, we will expect more Easter-related um, tweets from, I think, from today, the Easter egg, the launches, and the even um, church attires and all sort of things like that. Okay, let's uh, end it off uh, on uh, hashtag Ari Lennox and hashtag uh, Mr. Smeg or... Smegma, <laughs> his name was uh, changed a bit there. So this singer, Ari Lennox, is a U.S. singer, and she's come under fire after she responded to what some are saying was rude to a local influencer by the name of Mr. Smeg. So Mr. Smeg tweeted and said, I think you are beautiful, saying to the singer, and I love your music. And her response wasn't so great. And then also her response was uh, basically butchering his name, calling him Smegma. Instead of smeg, <laughs> I'm laughing, but yeah, you know what? Think, it's I just think, yeah. Okay, go go ahead and tell us about this. So, so, so to so the, I think Ari, I, I think she felt harassed by by Mr. Smeg, and and I think that's why she responded that way. And and um, and Mr. Smeg also you probably should have. I know he, he's been tweeting different uh, women saying they're beautiful, appreciating different women. And I think um, going to ask Ari Lennox, knowing what had happened with her and, and, uh, and the podcast guy that she had interview with, how it ended, she felt like he actually did it on purpose and trying to arrest her. And I think that's one of the reasons why she had responded. It's like 
having making him have a taste of his own medicine, something of that nature. I think that's why she had responded that way. And so we all had a laugh about it, even reacted to the tweet. But, you know, Mrs. Meg sometimes shades people, and I think that was a nice shade, and Ari Lennox was ready to take it on with him. So, I mean, there is a history and background to why she would be rude in in her response, because, as you say, uh, Mr. Smeg had previously tweeted that she's not beautiful, and then also there was the Mac G podcast that unflattering. I don't know what to call that podcast. That's not media. I, I mean, it's not journalism for for me. But there was an explicit explicit sexual question that was asked there, and it's become a norm for these crazy questions to be asked. Very questionable uh, conversations that take place there. And that offended her, obviously, when that question was posed to her. And she had vowed that she won't ever set foot on South African ground. Is she still holding on to, to that and, and all of this background, the history? I, I think she, she she was still... I mean, uh, Snake also knows that. And, and that's why she he went for her. And, and I think he also probably was doing this for clout. And and if we look at it, um, besides the joke, and we could also look at it from another angle. And Ari might be looking at this from an harassment point of view. Why are you picking on me? And you knew how, and, and, and she wasn't really goofing around. And, and I think that is her sign of ground to say, back off. And knowing, and, and to Ari, when she said, your existence is and, and she meant that. And I think it is that time where Mrs. Snag needs to find someone else to joke with. And I think we should, of course, it is, we can see the, we can choose to see the genius out of it. We should also try to look the other way and say, look, hang on, this is not harassment. This person want, doesn't want to be disturbed. And, and we should just let her be. I think if Mrs. Snag is listening, it should just, you know, back off now. He even tweeted again, he decided to cry. And of course, he might not just, he might just not mean anything, no am, you know, but you can see she's not buying the joke and she's not interested in what she's saying. And that could actually, if she, if he presses on, you know, that's harassment, by the way. All right, I guess, I, I don't know. For me, I, I think it's just shots fired from either side. Both uh, are wrong and two wrongs don't <laughs> make a right. As much as I can understand, she could be sour. But I do feel like at some point you do let things go. And if you don't have anything nice to say, just don't say anything. How do you call somebody nauseating? I think as much as she could have been disgruntled, but to use such demeaning language to describe a human being, uh, that your entire existence is nauseating, as she said, um, I don't know. That that just seems too mean <laughs> to me. I, I don't think that was necessary. Yeah, that was... But then she did yeah, delete the tweet, so do you, you think... Guys- do you think she must she must have thought about she it later? She probably realized that she had overreacted. Mm. Yeah, she probably felt that she has overreacted, and it's not also good for her image as well for her brand. She shouldn't have even responded. She could have just ignored it, and 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 we would not even have this conversation right now about it. I think I think maybe you know, and something she gets to learn along the line. Like not every word you have to respond to. If you don't yeah. like what is being tagged at you, just let it go. Because at the end of the day. Management probably saw that, look, this is not good for PR, let it go. And it's, like it's, it's a really big influencer in South Africa with a huge following, and, and it could actually not uh, mean so well for her. And she has a beautiful voice. She's a beautiful singer. So let's hope that we can start on a, new, a clean slate, I guess. We need to start over here. Yeah? <laughs> the relationship between South Africa and <laughs> Ari Lennox it has to... <laughs>
I don't know what's yeah, what's going to. to maybe she needs to come to SAFM. Actually, I think we will set the the right tone for just making sure that relationship between <laughs> South Africa and Ari Lennox is salvaged. <laughs> I think so too. I think so too. That would be nice to bring her back on a clean slate on the SAFM. Ari, we're not all horrible people, okay? South Africans are wonderful people. Give us another chance, and also uh, we need to give you, I guess, another chance. I guess you're not that horrible, even though you said uh, those mean words against... And some tweeps were even thinking, is this around South Africa that she's making these comments or about Mr. Smeg only? Well, I, I, yeah, that actually, I think, I, I, you know, it just, it just, I think we just caught in the heat of the moment. She, she should have responded, but, you know, she was not feeling what he was saying. And, and, and she should just have seen that Mr. Snag is, is, is a fun guy. He just wants to goof around and play, and he didn't mean it in that way. You know, and maybe she was not in the, maybe she caught in the, he caught her in a bad mood, and she responded. And I'm sure deleting the tweet also means that, she didn't probably didn't mean it, or she probably felt like she shouldn't have said that. And hopefully they can make up and they, they can carry on. Yeah, let's just let things go, guys. Take a deep breath and uh, start over. All right, thanks so much for joining us. Always great chatting to you, Ade. We appreciate you. Your plans for uh, Easter then, are you, or do you celebrate Easter? Um, I actually do. I'm not entirely sure yet. I think by the end of today, I might just uh, go to the beach and, and just uh get some swimming and it's actually hot here the oh, temperature nice. actually gone we yesterday was 36 degrees so it might go as high as 39 i think the beach is actually good for me i would do that during the easter and um and spend some time with family yeah great stuff and enjoy enjoy and uh, we'll chat uh, sometime yeah <laughs> we'll chat sometime soon <laughs> great stuff thank you sandra uh, Adekunle right. Owolabi is social commentator joining us for our trending news from the UAE.